When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Harvey Norman Wonthaki, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. Welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. It's a happy Gippsland-style Saturday morning to you, one and all, wherever you might find yourself on this magnificent spring day in Gippsland. Of course, it is a special day too, that one day in September. This is Saturdays in Gippsland. It's great to have your company, Ian Doherty, here through until midday today on AFL Grand Final Day. And sitting alongside me, as he does every Saturday morning, is my old mate Brad Sinclair. Sinkers, good morning. Good morning, Wiz. It's great to be out amongst the people today at Gippsland Power Equipment. I got in here nice and early and said good day to Jeff and Farron and uh, they're friends of Tommy Papley because he's a bunyip boy just oh, down yeah, the yeah, highway yeah, yeah. here and Jeff... Uh, his boy played with him and back in the junior days at Bunyip. So this is a strong football business that we're sitting in today. And I'll tell you what, I've had a, I've had a go at the uh, the old Cub Cadet. I drove it around the car park before, oh, nearly stacked into the car. Yeah, you disappeared for a while. <laughs> I thought you might have been messing around on one of those ride-on mowers. I don't know what it is about blokes and ride-on mowers. We're live on location, as Brad said, from Gippsland Power Equipment here in Warrigal, And uh, for the best deals on Club Cadet and Rover mowers, you've got to see the boys at Gippsland Power Equipment. In fact, come on down today if you're in the area uh, and join us for a bit of fun here on AFL Grand Final Day. Plenty to talk about, about today, Brad. We're here until midday today. We're going to talk a lot about what's going on in local mm. sport, but in particular, an epic day at the local football last Saturday in the Ellenbank Grand Final oh. Day at Yarragon. Uh, might actually be uh, the great game, one of the great games that I've called, mm. uh, and so many little backstories to it as well. So we're going to talk about that and uh, the netball results and uh, what's going on locally in Gippsland in general on this great day, and then a little later on in the show we'll cover off our preview for the AFL Grand Final day. The Cats and the Swans, and I'm wearing my uh, Geelong Football Club yes, hoodie today. I see that. Um, you haven't worn bit... it all year, but that's typical of Geelong supporters just to pull it out oh. when they're in a Grand Final. Uh, lucky we're outdoors or I'd be picking a window for you to get out of here, Brad. I brought a, I brought a membership yesterday. Oh, now, which I brought club an you AFL membership yesterday. Yeah. We are the Navy Blues. Yeah, you're unbelievable. I went and brought my Carlton membership. Yeah. Paddy Cripps won the Brownlow and I'm back on board like I was as a 10 and 11 year old. Now, Brad's a great old mate of mine, but he is a chronic bedwetter at the best of times <laughs> and he's probably done it again. So, uh, no, it is. That was a great win uh, by him. Let's... Um, let's Get across towards the... Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, so, We're the only I, team. I need someone with a legal background to get hold of us today because their song promises that they're the team that never let you down. SJD Law. And uh, we need to talk to our friends at SJD Law because I've got a feeling that Carlton are the team that let you down. No, how can you say that, Wiz? Look, I'm telling you, this is why I've brought a membership. Is that... This club is going places. The Carlton Football Club, they've now, they won the Coleman, they won the Brownlow. They won in the Supreme Court. They won in the Supreme Court, which won them a Brownlow. Yeah. And they've missed out the finals by 0.6%. Don't worry about that. They're back 
And they're back on target. And your little mate that's down there at Geelong, yeah. Eddie Betts, yeah. watch him come back as the goal-kicking coach very shortly. What are you calling Eddie a downhill skier, eh? He just likes to join the clubs and oh, go no. on the road. No, no, I'm not calling Eddie that. I'm calling him a champion. Oh, but he'll come back to where home is, which is the Carlton. Look, I've realised, after 40 years, I've realised Carlton was my natural home. And so, I'm back. So what was all this nonsense with St Kilda for the last 40 years? Yeah, I know. I went down there to run in the twos and they sacked me. So how I ever barracked for them is beyond me. But... So I'd like to congratulate the St Kilda Football Club, first and foremost, for recognising Brad's <laughs> lack of talent getting rid of him all those years ago. So you didn't have long blonde hair at the time, Brad. I did. Did you? I had, uh, and I'll tell you what, it might have even... Through 1984, might have even had a bit of a perm there too. Well, you should have, that, you should have um, blended in down there amongst you know, Trevor Barker and they uh, could Johnny Bennett. They could play. Yeah, they could no, play. No, Johnny was at the Bulldogs that year. Oh, that He'd year. come back the following yeah. year. So he was at St Kilda, went to the Dogs, yeah. came back and ended up at Sandringham. Good yeah. mate of mine, John. He's Ripping bloke. Yeah, a, a terrific uh, local footy man these days too. I think he's at Heatherton Football Club in Melbourne. Could play cricket too, just quality. He wasn't just a good footballer. Oh, I'll tell you what he was good at, and that was telling everybody that he was good at it. Uh, <laughs> oh, Johnny. And he wasn't hand, he wasn't too bad with a uh, schooner in his hand either. Yes. Oh, well, Bernie. But we, we digress here. We're, yes. Again, here, thanks to Harvey Norman One Thaggy, uh, your local store for computers and electrical, with free click and collect available right now. You get us on 91.3 SEN Track, Southwest Gippsland, 91.9 SEN Track, Latrobe Valley. You can also listen live on the SEN app at sen.com.au. And don't forget, you can catch up on every interview or the full show wherever you get your hey, podcasts, Brad. And get down here at 16 Normanby Street to Gippsland Power Equipment and say good day. Jeff and Farron, they're working the coffee machine out the back. They'll be flat out all uh, morning with the coffees. And they got I'm, a heater? White with one, thanks, Jeff. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> it won't be too far away. Hey, I'll tell you what I was disappointed with this morning when I woke up. Yeah. A bloody blue sky after what we put through we put through last Saturday morning. Well, the grand final day was wet. Now, you know, I've been involved with uh, footy with you all season. Saturdays yeah. in Gippsland are the uh, EDFL match of the day on SEN track as well. So I haven't been able to play uh, competition golf and... Oh, I did invest in a new set of clubs that have been sitting in my office at home staring at me and calling my name for the last three months. But I got out yesterday at your Lawn Golf Club and had a bit of a go and ripped at a fresh one yesterday, i got to tell you, with some of the other boys. We have the big celebration, grand final day, the day before at our place, particularly if one of the teams are playing. So as a Geelong family, the lady I watch TV with, Mrs D, uh, she doesn't want to watch the grand final with friends today. We're on our own. Well, because well, she's, she's scared she'll it. lose a lot of friendships. She doesn't seem too scared about losing my friendship, though. She's happy to watch with me. She's probably already lost that. Yeah, so, but anyway, so we got them all yesterday. A game of golf and a barbecue and a few beers. A little bit dusty this morning, I've got to say. But a terrific day yesterday with some old mates. Well, and, uh, you, most I, of them are going for the Swans. Can you believe that? A lot of people are. I'll tell you what, the grand final parade yesterday, there was a sea of red and white. I was amazed with the, the amount of... Well, there's still a lot of old South Melbourne supporters. What I will say, Wiz, is that the reason you wouldn't have anybody coming around to your place. No one would have known until the last week or two that you barracked for Geelong. I didn't know until oh, seven days ago. <laughs> you are kidding, aren't you? I've just about worn this top out, uh, bringing it down the footy. But anyway, it's, uh, be that as it may, you can tell me whether you're a Geelong supporter or not. We're there, mate. And, no, uh, yes, and deserve, deservedly so. And you know what I really hope? I hope Geelong win it, if not for any other reason but... 
that Chris Scott stops getting the vitriol that he gets. It's never, I've never understood it. Yeah, what is it, a 72% win-loss ratio? I, 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 I want him coaching my club yeah. because yeah. he gets in there every year, yeah. never bottoms out, and he cops it from his supporters a lot. No, I've never got it, and I reckon if he wins one today, because I, I know since he'd come into that club, he won it in the first year he was in it, and everyone said you were given that side, and, but he's got him to prelim after prelim. I think it's seven of the last ten or something. Yeah, I think it was eight out of 12. It's prelims. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, for him, I would love to see Geelong win, for, apart from Jeremy Cameron. So, sorry, eight out of 12 prelims and three grand finals. It's not a bad record. As a Carlton supporter, yeah. I'd, as a Carlton supporter, uh, now it's changed. So you know what I'd happens you, if you go to these uh, Geelong supporter Facebook um, groups, yep. right? If they lose today, there'll be an absolute oh, pile on yep. for him again. Yep. It's people who don't understand footy. They should. Yep. I reckon you should have to sit for your Facebook license. Yeah. To keep a yeah. lot of the strange cats out of there, I reckon. Yeah. There's a lot of them on that. There's a page called AFL Nuffies, and it's <laughs> there's never ever been a better name for a Facebook page. <laughs> I get on there and I read some of it. And I go, oh, you people are just crazy. But uh, look, I, I, look, I'm, and for you, I, I do hope the Cats win today. And, and I, but I love Sydney too because I love South Melbourne, the old South Melbourne. So I, I sit back today and I don't care who wins. I'm happy with whoever wins. I'm going for the Cats. But I'm glad Collingwood aren't there. Yeah, no. Well, when Collingwood wins, Australia loses. So yeah. it was good to see them miss out uh, by just that uh, solitary margin last weekend. And that's why I love the Swans, because they've been to my point. You just love them all, mate. You're, uh, you're like my little puppy at home. Just <laughs> loves everybody. But we fixed that. that He's been wearing a cone on his head for the last two weeks, but that's another story. Hey, plenty coming up. And Saturday's on Gippsland. Saturday's in Gippsland here. Gee, and we're you. live at Gippsland Gee, Power Equipment. Did you your dog? Yeah, oh, yeah, little Georgie enough. got the uh, wow, got him disconnected. Uh, you get the best deals here on Club Cadet and Rover Mowers, Gippsland Power Equipment. Don't settle for second best. Just come down and see the team here at Gippsland Power Equipment. Uh, now today we're going to be talking uh, local footy, as we said. We will be speaking with the Alf Walton medalist uh, Jack Hazendog, who won his uh, third what medal. A player, uh, Gee, the beginning we fell of in last love week. with him quick, didn't we? Yeah, we did. He was a terrific player for uh, Puong this season. We'll also be speaking with the winning coach uh, Brent Manson. We've spoken to him a number of times this year, but he's been very generous with his time, and I'm really keen to hear how he comes uh, comes up after a, a week <laughs> of a party. He's still going with the boys, and we will be speaking with the Uries. Oh. Chris and Chris. Oh, wow. Uh, he won the medal. Uh, and... Maybe the most successful sporting family in Gippsland. What's the chances of speaking to the new Katani under-18 coach? Oh. Mitch Smith from SEN. SEN's own Mitch Smith. New coach at Katani I did see him wandering around yes. here at Gippsland. They Carrick wear before, jumpers. And he had a bit of a limp up, like he's uh, pinched a nerve or something in his back. Well, that point just to get out of mowing the lawn. He's here looking at all these ride-on oh. mowers instead. Hey, I drove that... Uh, uh, cub cadet around before as I said yeah. and you don't have to worry about hand mowing around trees, I drove around and threw a few trees and it just knocked the trees down, not a dent on the cub cadet, don't worry about which that which is the main thing, but I was able to get around and it's, the, the turning circle on these things are ridiculously good I wonder where you went, we were busy setting everything up here and waiting for our turn uh, the Sunraiser boys on as in track before that 
But uh, yeah, you just disappeared for ten minutes. You're out playing on a ride on mower. Uh, you're lucky it was ten minutes. I disappeared from the missus during the week. I was gone four days. I was up in Denelequin and Echuca. Oh yeah, very good. So I know you've got the club cadet hat on yes. too, which has taken the glare off your bald head, <laughs> so I can see the screen in front of it's me. We're sitting too. outdoors here at Gippsland Power Equipment. Hey, uh, I think it's just about. Uh, we're just about ready to go to our first break. When we come back with a local sports update, yeah, uh, and then. And a little later on, as I say, talking to Brent Mouncey, Jack Hazendonk, and then the Uries later on in our second hour, we'll be talking about the AFL Grand Final Day here. This one day in September, Gippsland, or Saturdays in Gippsland, as I said, live at Gippsland Power Equipment. All right, we're going to take a break. And uh, when we come back, we'll get started good and proper into the local sport with a local sport update. Two blues. All right, thanks to Harvey Norman Wonthaggy. You're listening to Saturdays in Gippsland back in just a moment. Harvey Norman Wonthaggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. Harvey Norman Wonthaggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. And live on location at Gippsland Power Equipment uh, for the best deals on Cub Cadet and Rover mowers. Don't settle for second best. Gippsland Power Equipment. Come down and say g'day to us, Brad Nguyen, here until midday. Time for quickly for our local sports update, Brad. And uh, you've got the netball results from last weekend in the Elibank competition. It was a massive day, grand final day down at Yarragon. Uh, it certainly was. And near them south in the A grade. Run out uh, 24 point winners over Neil McDonald, 24 goals, uh, 48 to 24. And Christy Yuri will be on this show very shortly, uh, was named best on court, of course, as of course. she does every week. Yeah. Um, and Kimberly Hilberg, just a lazy 33 goals. And uh, for Neil McDonald, Gab Painter got seven, and Melanie Cook, 10, sorry. So they've got that the wrong order around. In the B grade, Darnham were in that as well, but they got beat in that as well by 10 goals. To Alan Bank and Alan Bank's Tegan Windus was named best on court in the grand finals. Nothing better than getting best on ground or court in a grand final. Sometimes it's just good enough to be there, Brad. But uh... no, you go for, strive for uh, for the best. With none of this, like Jeremy Cameron will get the North especially today. for you with netball. I know you're a fantastic netballer, Brad. Oh, you've been watching me, yeah, uh, in yeah. C grade. Oh, don't worry. Jeez, uh, Allen Bank again won that one, 51-29. And Jennifer Anderson from Allen Bank was named uh, best on court. And the under-17s, Poo Wong, won out 14-point winners over Trafalgar. Brianna Ware, best on court for Poo Wong. And in the under-15s, Long Worry, eight-goal eight winners over Allen Bank. And Charlize Tremanis won the best on court. And in the under-13s, a one Goal game whiz. Trafalgar over Nyora, 28-17. The fast-finishing Nyora uh, just fell short by a goal, and Nyora's uh, Leah Kirkbride won the medal there. Well done, Leah. So, Ellenbank, a good day, and Nearham South, of course, winners in the A-grade netball. Uh, in the footy, um, Brad, it was probably one of the better games uh, I reckon mm. you and I have called. We've called a fair bit of footy together over the years. 
uh, and this year in the Alabank competition with SEN track. In the end, it was Nearham South, eight goals, nine, 57, defeated Bullen, eight, eight, 56, a one-point ball game. You've got the uh, the Warrigal uh, newspaper in front of you there, and it's... Uh, they flew home, uh, didn't they? It looks like 20 pages of it in there. I'll give you the goal kickers. Chris Urie and Wilson and Kinder all kicked two goals for the Cats. Campbell, three, and McFan, two, for Bullen. The best player on the ground was Chris Urie and won the medal for the best on ground. And I don't know whether it's going to be his last game. We'll find that a little later on. But joining us now, Brad, is a man that's been very generous with his time mm. with us all through the footy season. He was pretty emotional and looked a little shell-shocked when we spoke to him on air post-game last Saturday afternoon at Yarrigan. But I believe he joins us now. He's in the car on his way out to Taralgon today. Uh, I'll be sure on some sort of official footy club business. Brent Mouncey, good morning. Welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland. Yes, good morning, lads. No, I'm not an official footy. I'm actually uh, taking my 10-year-old son to jump crazy because he's been dragged around to that much footy this year. It's, uh, <laughs> it's the morning so he can get down there and have a bit of fun. Well, mate, that's uh, great to hear, and I hope the traffic's not too bad up into Taralgon today. It's sort of out in my way. Actually, probably passed you on the highway. So, mate, a week has passed since that epic grand final, a one-point win to your cats, and uh, you've had a chance to party and a little bit of a chance to process it as well. What's going through your mind? Yeah, look, it was it was a great week. Um, obviously winning by the skinniest of margins, but it, it's, yeah, it's been fantastic for the club just, just to see so many people uh, so happy that have put in so much work around the place for so long. As you said, the last one was in 1999. So, um, and to do it the way we did with, as you mentioned before, with Christy and the girls with A-grade and, and Katie Wilson coaching the under-18s to a premiership as well. It's just, um, yeah. yeah, it's been a fantastic year, fantastic week. Now, Brent, I uh, had the chance to watch the local footy show last night and what I saw is not what I had the opportunity to see last week when the final siren went. And, mate, you were an absolute blubbering mess. I didn't realise that on the day, but... <laughs> That's fantastic emotion, though, I must say. Oh, I haven't seen that video yet. Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> oh, look, it, it just it, it meant so much. I've been involved with the club for six years now from the juniors. Uh, I coach the under-12s for a couple of years. Um, and I just knew it meant so much to so many people. And you mentioned the... I think you mentioned that dreaded curse word um, last weekend which which sort of sat over a few people and we, we made sure that people like um, Chris and Tyson and, and Katie and Nath Bain and that we, we, we just said that let, let's not make your past the, the club's future so let's just put that aside and, and just do what we can deal with and control what we can and, on game day and um, yeah those boys all of them stepped up so it was um, yeah you, you, you get emotional you, you try not to but um you just see how much is invested how much time is it and as i said the other day it's the same for every club but um but to get away with the win it was um yeah it was just it was special so mate a week later i mean you're really emotional on the day and you have every right to be it was an emotional day particularly when the uh, game was decided in such a fashion and that comeback in the last quarter and a one-point win but yeah, the dust settled now a week later. Um, how's it feeling? What are you? What What are your thoughts on when you look back on it? When you talked about how important it was to other people, I feel like you're deflecting from you. It was a real big thing for you. Um, and what's um, what about next year? Yeah, oh look, it, for me it's gratifying. As I said, like I've um, 
I was assistant coach at Drum with my brother-in-law back in 2007 and I was sort of didn't really know what I was doing to be honest when I was doing that then and um, my my sort of coaching background has more been from a business perspective um, I worked for Carlton United Breweries for seven years and my role was around coaching sales staff so um, how, how could you possibly leave an organization like that how, how could you leave a job like that <laughs> oh well, well, I left a job like that to buy into Sport Warrigal. I'll give that a little plug, but um, <laughs> which is our business in town. But um, but yeah, and to come from coaching junior footy, it was mainly just around um, trying to do something for the kids, for my own boys, and be involved in their what they do. Um, and then when the opportunity to come came up to come on as assistant coach in 2019, I um, got the bug and fell in, fell in love with the club and the, the playing group and um, yeah I suppose that's why you invest so much time and um, you want to as, as I said every coach does but um, you invest that much time and just you just really want success for yourself as well like it is a little bit selfish sometimes but more so um, for the group and just to see we, we had a pretty special moment Saturday night at the ground that where we'd sort of pre-organised the meeting if we won and um, that was almost well, probably more powerful than actually when the final siren went and it's just so much wow. for the community and for everyone's got their own stories everyone's got their own things that they carry in and um, yeah it was amazing to hear everyone's stories and people that they dedicated the win to and, and carried through on the day so that, that that's what you do it for the footy club netball just a conduit for social interaction which we've been deprived of for the last couple of years um yeah that's right and just to bring everyone together it's been fantastic now brent you you mentioned warrigal into sport now you've had that a fair while haven't you now uh we've had it for six years now yeah we bought it uh, yeah. in 2016 yeah well i think that uh saturdays in gippsland we've got to get out there and do the show one morning and particularly while <laughs> this is fresh we'll get mitch smith to come out and see you but oh, i would imagine that'd be a great morning out there you'll have the frothies are the frothies still going brent you're still uh, involved oh. having a couple uh from last saturday yeah the the cup is the cup is looking pretty good it, it could be worse it's um chris yuri took it home and <laughs> <laughs> gave it a bit of love, which was lucky, and fixed it up. But no, we, um, I did, I did obviously Saturday night quite late, and did we, we were there Sunday. I tell you what, the best best on ground went to all the netball uh-huh. girls, though they absolutely outshone the footballers. They were amazing. That was that was going to be um, my question I... to you, Brent. <laughs> that that was going to be my question. Uh, surely there's a best on ground award. You sound like you've got a reasonable voice, so you uh, partied responsibly. Uh, let's name some names here for the oh. football and netball. Who was best on? Yeah, oh, look, I, I think for football, I just saw a couple of the boys at the uh, milk bar before I was leaving. So I've got to say hello to Cooper Clancy and Joshy White and Fletch Robertson Edgar. They said I had to give them a mention. Coop was pretty close to best on ground. I reckon Brocky Dawling might have been pretty close. And Cody <laughs> said at our presentation night the other day he was going to have to be on an IV for a few days. So he gave it a bit of a nudge. Um, oh, and I. I think with the netball, I think M. Rob gave it a bit of a go, and so did Matty Guy, Lockie's uh, Lockie's sister. So, um, yeah, there was a few few very uh, very tired people, but I uh, I had to do my son made the V line Cup side, so um, I, I wandered oh, up brilliant. there on Monday and Tuesday, but I didn't didn't have much uh, didn't have much voice left on Monday watching up in Shepparton. 
tipping the needle, was pointing to the E on the gauge. Mate, Hayden Times got away from it, yeah. as it often does when we're talking to you. I just wanted to say, firstly, thanks for your generosity with your time, etc. throughout the entire footy season. You've been nothing but giving, and you've always uh, answered the questions with uh, great honesty, and uh, and uh, we really appreciate the commitment you've given us during this year, and congratulations on winning that flag, mate. No, thank you guys, and and to you guys, it's been a credit. You've really um, up the ante for our local football league, and um, what you've done this year promoting our game with the region on the station has been fantastic. So, yep, we'll we'll keep giving our time if you guys do the same. Well, yeah, it's a deal. You're job. on, you're on, mate. There's a drive carefully towards Terrell. We're going to enjoy a great off season. We look forward to talking to you again next footy season, Brent Mounty. No worries, we'll thanks, get guys. Mitch Smith out. We'll get Brett, Mitch Smith out there to uh, sign him up. Warrigal Intersport. We'll get the show out there very sign shortly. Sign him up. Why not Intersport down at Warrigal? Go down and see the winning coach Brent Mouncy there. He was uh, joining us on his way to Warrigal there, just uh, trying to wind down into the off season. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to head off to the newsroom for an update here. But when we come back, uh, we will be speaking with the gentleman that's won his third. Alf Walton medal for the best player in the competition in the Allen Bank Football Netball League. The Donk. The Donk. Uh, so we'll have a, uh, be having a quick yak to the Donk. Plenty more to come on Saturdays in Gippsland. And we're live here from Gippsland Power Equipment for the best deals on Club Cadet and Rover mowers. Don't go anywhere when we come back. More Allen Bank and local news coming up. Harvey Norman Wonthaggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. It's Saturdays in Gippsland indeed and we're live at Gippsland Power Equipment here in Warrigal. Brad, the address is number 16... Normanby Street. Normanby. Come on, Whiskey. You're a local. I'm a bit nervous. I'm a bit nervous about the cats this afternoon, so I'd forgotten that one. Uh, yeah, come on down and say g'day here to Gippsland Power Equipment. They're doing great deals on Club Cadet and Rover mowers. So if you're thinking about getting one of those, there's a fantastic display of them here. Plenty to choose from, and the boys are ready to do some deals. So uh, today might be the day. Hey, uh, we're not quite ready yet for our next guest, but I want to talk to you about it. You weren't there, Brad. I know you were home rearranging your sock drawer. This was the Sunday night before the Ellen Bank Grand Final uh, last week. So it's almost two weeks ago now. Uh, the Alf Watton medal and uh, of course we did the C grade, B grade and A grade netball, best and fairest and then the reserve grade and senior football Well now you know why I was home rearranging my sock drawer but go on. Yeah well you can't count is that the idea? There was a lot of counting going on and uh, actually we had Ange Banbury on last week uh, on our grand final show she was uh, the vote counter in the netball I've never heard anybody count votes so accurately but so quickly Oh, yeah. I was starting to feel dizzy towards the end. She yeah. did a really good job, Anne. She was really good. Good to get it out of the way quick. But I've got to tell you, the highlight of the night was the uh, senior uh, vote count for the best and fairest. And that's for the Alf Walton medal. Mm-hmm. Now, I uh, just during the course of the night there, we got about halfway through round 20, which was the final home and away game. And I took a photo of the leaderboard at that time, the live leaderboard, and it showed Trent Baker from Bullen on 19 votes, uh, well back between, behind Cody Wilson from Nearham South, Jack Hazendong from Puong, and Dylan Farrell from Trafalgar, all locked together. Mm. on 27 votes. So it was clearly out of those. It had been for the last the two rounds leading into it. 
and we knew there was one game to come in the counting that the, all the vote cards that were coming out, and it was a Puon game. And you wouldn't believe it, but three votes went to Jay Hazendonk from uh, the Puong Football Club. So they moved him on to 30, and the winner of the Alf Walton Medal for the third time, in fact. And he joins us on the line now, Jack Hazendonk. Welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland. How you going, boys? Thanks for having me on. Yeah. No, that's OK, mate. We missed your grand final day, but it was a busy day for all of us. I did see you there. We were talking about getting you on, but great to have you with us this morning. Now, uh, it's nearly two weeks ago since they hung the third Alf Walton medal, uh, medal around your neck. How did it feel? Ah, obviously, yeah, it feels pretty great. Obviously, you get the yeah the recognition that for all the hard work and that that you put in, which I said on the night, but, you know, it's just... Yeah, good to get the recognition for, for the hard work you put in. But, you know, if the round, rounds go two games shorter or two games longer throughout the home and away season, it could go to someone else. You know, you've just got to be in front at the right time, I guess. <laughs> now, Jack, uh, it's Brad Sinclair here, and I'm an unashamed uh, fan, and you're my favourite player in the competition. I think I might have said that a few times in the call. You won it in 2018 and 2019, so... You're no stranger to the Elf Walton medal. Uh, did you give yourself a realistic chance this year as uh, like those two years that you've won it before? Um, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, you sort of know when you have a decent year and obviously it's a midfielder's award and when you wear a lid and you're right under the umpire's nose, you, you know, you probably get noticed a bit more than some of the other role players and that in the sides, with the backmen and the forwards and that sort of thing. But, you know, you never... No matter how good a year you have, you never sort of expect to win one, you know. So, no, nah, it's good good to win one. But, you know, going going into the counts in previous years, I think, and, and this year, I've never been leading halfway through the season. So I just sort of get it, get it together and get in front at the right time. Now, the obvious traits for mine watching you play are your hardness, your explosive pace when you read the ball off the pack. But the one that really gets me for a small midfielder is the depth in your leg that right foot is so powerful we've seen you come out of that Puwan reserve out of the middle a lot and put it down to Harmsy which I've got a question about him very shortly um, and yeah. is that something that you you know where that's going I, I can tell uh, do, do you have you worked on that or is that is that just something that you're luckily born with with that real powerful kick yeah, it's, um, I think it's just a bit of hereditary, actually. It's, um, I always remember growing up as a young kid, it was always known that the old man, who was just a battler, when he played football, played at fullback, <clears throat> and he was just a long, booming kick out of the goal square. So I think, you know, a bit, bit bigger set legs, and I didn't, didn't really get the height that he had, but, yeah, bigger legs and just, yeah, luckily gifted with the, with the big leg for a small guy. Now, uh, Jack, as Brad said, he is a big fan of yours, and and that what probably was him parked outside your house last night. <laughs> but uh, uh, no, Matty, uh, the Magpies made the finals this year, and uh, in the end, uh, you know, they uh, they caught up with you. A long season caught up with you in the end, but uh, you'd probably trade at least one of those medals for a premiership medal, presumably. Yeah, I suppose if you've got three of them, you'd happily give one up, I guess. But um, yeah, it's. It, obviously, obviously, a premiership would mean a, a hell of a lot more, and you know I've never really even been close to getting to that that uh, big dance, as they call it. But you know we've made a lot of final series, but we've lost we've lost a lot more finals than we've won. So yeah, I'm, I really, really do wish I was one of one of those near South boys right now. 
Well, there's a new coach uh, for your footy club next year, Rodney Gundrell, mate. Have you met Rodney, and uh, what sort of impact is he going to have? Um, I haven't met him yet, and I don't know a whole lot about the guy. I had a, um, a brief conversation with him over the phone last week, and, yeah, he seemed super keen. He was involved at, obviously, one faggy football club. He hasn't had a senior coaching role as yet, but I know that he's had a lot to do as an assistant coach in the seniors and um, developed a lot of the young players in the in the under-18s, which will be good for our group because we've got a bit of a gap between our um, our mature-age players from, you know, 27 to 30-plus, and then we've got a lot of kids around the 18 to 22 sort of age group. So I think he'll be really good for them. I, I can tell you he'll be listening because he does listen to the show and he's an avid... Uh... Uh, a visitor on our Facebook page, so he will be listening, there's no doubt. So the question that uh, I've got for you now is the one that I hinted at before. Paddy Harms has gone back to Devon Meadows, so you'd be on the search for a key forward, I would imagine, right now. Yeah, disappointing one. Obviously, I'm pretty good friends with Paddy. We played our, um, our junior footy at Devon Meadows, not together, but I played with his brother James, actually, and... Um, yeah, we decided to try and get him across to Poorwong and he was open to it, enjoyed his time here, but um, he said in the end it was a few of his old mates that um, had a couple of years off footy with work commitments and that sort of thing, going back to Meadows to play again, just wanted to finish his career at, at his home club, which, you know, I can't knock him for that. And anyone who wants to make a decision, I'll, yeah, never going to be never going to be upset with him for that, so... Now, Jack, uh, you were busy yesterday too, as I understand it, and I'm wondering how you've pulled up uh, there, having not played for a couple of weeks. The outside the locker room game, OTLR, at Lang Lang was yesterday evening, uh, and a big occasion, yep. a great fundraiser for a good cause, and I'm led to believe from a mate of mine who's uh, one of the organisers, we had him on Saturdays in Gippsland a, a week or so ago, Trav Dorset, that they uh, had you lined up for one of the teams last night. Yeah, I, um, I spoke to yeah, Trav messaged me a few months ago now and asked if I wanted to be a part of it. And how can you say no to such a good yeah. cause like that? And geez, it's unbelievable the amount of um, support that they've they've got from everyone. I couldn't believe it when I drove into Lang Lang and seen the car park filled up like it was a finals game. Yeah, so, wow, that's, um, I'm, yeah, I'm keen on that. So, what? Well, who did you play for? Um, I played the for the, the, the and the Sharks. The Seagulls, Nepean Seagulls, yes. I think they're just right. made-up teams. but yeah. yeah, yeah, well, they have the same so, teams um, every year, so they're building a bit of tribalism around it all the same. They're pretty passionate about it. And tell me about the standard of footy. There were some good players running around out there. How did you go? Best on, no doubt. Yeah, well, they, yeah, was they there take, a... take it pretty seriously. And, um, yeah, I didn't know what to expect sort of thing. I thought, oh, you know, it's a charity match. It's just a bit of fun and that sort of that sort of thing. And then the first bounce went up and everyone was cracking in hard. And I just thought, geez, <laughs> I'm going to have to actually gonna actually have to give it a crack to, to get a kick out of here. It was a high standard of so footy, fast-paced, and really enjoyed it. Sent a message back to the bench saying, you better send the helmet out. It's, it's, it's <laughs> hazard donk time. That, that's it. I, I thought, oh, I'm not going to war today. I'm, it's, not about, it's not about me. It's just about bringing attention to such a good cause. So I didn't bother bother wearing it and then I yeah, pretty quickly thought geez I probably should have packed it in my gear bag but uh, <laughs> uh, we got through alright I would say yeah. that deck would suit you down to the ground too Jack, uh, nice open spaces, beautiful surface that long power and kick inside 50 would have been on show last night Yeah, well, yeah I got a, got a couple of kicks but um, yeah, spent a bit of time on the bench as well which, uh, which I'm not really used to but 
Yeah, when I when I was on the field, I was blowing up pretty quick. Even just in that three four weeks off that we've had, yeah, you, you just you lose that match fitness so fast. So. Yeah, I was so, blowing um, up. You've you bl- blown up a little bit and you've probably pulled up a bit sore today, mate. What do you do to keep yourself in uh, reasonable nick uh, going into next footy season over the off-season? I'm assuming you're going around again. You're still only a young fella, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, 27 now, so I've probably put a little bit more work into my body um, now that I'm getting that little bit older. But, um, yeah, I try to just keep, keep in the rhythm of doing something. I don't try and do too much, but I don't just uh, sh- shut off and get on the beers and um, and make it a real tough pre-season. Always just try and tick it along, get a couple runs in a week, lift a few weights, and and then by the time pre-season comes around, it's not as much of a shock to you. That's the difference between someone who wins three Alf Walton medals, mm. Brad Sinclair, and someone who just gets a game. I think that's a huge difference, isn't it? No, that's spot on. I mean, it's the prep, isn't it? It's the same as anything you do. It's preparation's the key, and obviously you can see the way he plays. He's so uh, professional, the way he goes about it. And uh, The one question I've got for you too, Jack, is that the games that we noticed this year, you had some really hard tags. Uh, who was the best tag that you had this year? Oh, tough one. Yeah, there's a, in the Allen Bank League, there is there is a lot of good taggers. And, um, you know, there's a lot of different sort of taggers that you cop as well, whether it be... Well, that's a lot, one of the things that I've had to work on a lot over the years, starting to get a little bit more attention, is if you get a runner, you've got to be stronger. If you get a, a strong bull, you've got to be fitter and faster. And um, I think that near and south... Um, usually play Ashley Lockett, I think his name is on me, and he's pretty strong and pretty fit, and he always, he always you know, gets into me and makes, makes me day pretty hard along with, along with the rest of the team. So, mate, there's uh, plenty of Poowong fans and Jack Hazendonk fans listening right now that want to be reassured about this. Uh, 27 years old, you're going to play out your playing days with the Pies. You're going to stay with uh, Poowong for the foreseeable future? Yeah, I'll... For the foreseeable future, yeah, I love it down there. Obviously, yeah, when you when you come to a club, you don't know what to expect. But yeah, the club sold itself to me, and you know there is a little bit of travel living in Pakenham, but um, it's a small price to pay to, to play at a club that you love, and and yeah, Packenham's just have not a good that far group away, of boys mate. around you. So. No, nah, it's not too far, it. but you know when you get home from work at five o'clock, some days working in the city, yeah, you don't have much spare time, which. Which me misses wishes she could sort of spend a little bit more time with me at home, but yeah. So I've got to thank her for for appreciating the amount of time that I take away from family life to be to be at the club and be playing football. Now, Teddy Attenborough would have loved that question because he would have wanted to know that answer when Wiz has just given that one. <laughs> and he, he's just lounged back in his chair and he's feeling a bit more comfortable about himself now. But I must say. I would imagine at this time of the year, your phone would be running hot, even though you are very, very loyal to the Poowong side. I would imagine there are clubs that are biting at you. Yeah, obviously there's always a little bit of interest from from other clubs and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I'm not on Facebook at this time of year. I've sort of deactivate that just so that they don't have an easy sort of contact source. They have to try and find find your number somewhere, but... It's a, um, a bad strategy. Yeah, it's, it's always a hard conversation um, when you when you do get sort of um, contacted without sort of being prepared for it because you don't want to let a club down that's you know usually in a position where they're pretty desperate for 
for your services and that sort of thing, but it always just comes back to yeah, being a loyal person and and wanting to create something with the group that you've got and all the mates that you've made. Is coaching something down the track that you'd be interested in, Jack? Um, yeah, I sort of yeah haven't really thought about it too much in previous years, but just looking at the success that you know you look at the teams like Bullen and Neerham and all the previous winners of the EDFL premierships always have and they've always got a strong contingent of um, homegrown players playing in those finals games as much as being a country footy club you need to recruit to be successful it's it's about just getting a couple of the right people in and then just having a good a good group of homegrown players that you know um, give you that good depth so I'm, I've decided to take on an assistant coaching role for the under-18s this year, which we, we didn't have a, a side in that comp, just to sort of try and get more than the one or two young people through to senior footy each year. Hopefully now we can work on it and get four or five into the senior group and then and then build the build the senior club up from there. Magnificent. That uh, That's the answer I wanted to hear because I just reckon you'd have a lot to offer. So that's really good news for the kids down in that district. Uh, and if I'm your coach... Uh, Rodney Gundrill, I'd be hoping that you're setting yourself for a fourth Alf Walton medal at some point. I realise you don't set your season up uh, and aiming for prizes like that, but, uh, gee, wouldn't that be great to finish your career with four of those? Yeah, yeah it'd be good, but, yeah, as you said, it's um, it's not something you play footy for. It's just, yeah, it's just good to good to win them, but, yeah, you don't play, you play footy to, to win those individual accolades, I guess. No, true enough, Jack. Listen, you've been very generous with your time today, mate. Really appreciate it. We love the way you've played footy this season. We've called a number of your games and uh, a very explosive and entertaining midfielder you've been all season. Much deserved uh, winner for the third time of the Alf Walton medal for the best player in senior football in the Elamanca District Football League. Jack, have a great summer, mate. Uh, you've earned a really good rest and we can't wait to see you playing footy for the Magpies again next season. Too easy, boys. Thanks for having me on. Good on you. That's Good Jack. Stuff, Jack. Hayes and Donk there, the Alf Walton medalist, the best player in the competition, and he certainly was that, Brad Sinclair. No, he was... Uh, when we had to pick the uh, team of the year, uh, he was my number one picked. He yeah. had to be in around the pill. Virtually first pick. He, yeah. he just... And it's that kick that I really love because what he does, when he wins it at a stoppage out of the middle, it, he's getting it 60 so he's dropping it in the goal-scoring yeah. area that makes him defend early. Yeah, a lot of penetration. It's tough. Yeah. So and it's worth mentioning, too, we're talking about the best player in the competition, but he beat some handy opponents, and these guys are wonderful footballers. Dylan Farrell from Trafalgar and Cody Wilson from Neerham South, who have both had absolutely outstanding seasons as well. And here's a little bit of trivia for you. Do you know who won the 2009 Alf Walton medal? Uh, Mal Michael? Chris Urey, way back oh. when. 13 years ago, and there he is winning the best on ground in the grand final 13 years on. What a super player. Yep, no doubt about that, and I am a huge fan. We'll be speaking to Chris and his wife, Christy, at about 11.30 this morning. Hey, you with Saturdays in Gippsland here. We're live this morning on location at Gippsland Power Equipment for the best deals in Club Cadet and Rover Mowers. Come on down and have a look at a fantastic range of Right on mowers. I notice our commercial manager, Mitch Smith, he's been in there playing with them all. He's only got a tiny little nature strip to mow, but he wants a ride on to do it, and you couldn't blame him. Well, I'll tell you what, they're good fun, and uh, I, I, uh, I've i never been one to mow the lawns. I'll tell you a quick thing before we go to your break. Yep. 
is uh, I got sacked at home as a 14-year-old. I had two older brothers, 16 and 18, they yep. were at the time. But because I was 14, I was at the bottom of the rung. Yep. I had to mow the lawns, and I got jack of it. Yeah. And you know what I did? I put the blade down to the lowest it could go <laughs> and turned my dad's backyard into mud. Yep. I never mowed the lawns again. Yeah. See, I'm a thinker. I, I did a similar thing, actually. I ran over the pool cover and the, and the string that kept it all together got wound up around the, around the <laughs> lawnmower. And I think it took the uh, mechanic down at the lawnmower shop about three three weeks to fix it so I managed to get out of that but that suddenly was uh, quite a few years ago uh, and last century for you Brad we're talking about our childhood there and they didn't have these sort of these cub cadets going around oh my, I think my might have even been one of those push ones no motor you're looking like a bit of a farm boy today with your club cadet cadet hat on there you're uh, sitting right in here in Warrigal don't worry about that yeah good on you Good on you. Right, you're listening to Saturdays in Gippsland. Thanks to Harvey Norman Wonthaggy. We need to take a break. And when we come back, gee, we've got, uh, we're going to start work on our grand, AFL Grand Final Preview. And in the next hour, we'll also be talking to Chris and Christy Yuri from the Nearham South Football Club. And don't forget our segment, Hot or Not. So if you've got those, we'll be getting that one done as well. Time for a break just now. When we come back, we'll start talking AFL Grand Final Day. Harvey Norman Wonthaggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. Welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. Saturdays in Gippsland, indeed we're live at Gippsland Power Equipment here in Warrigal today where you'll get the best deals on Cub Cadet and Rover mowers and there are deals getting done here today, Brad. I think there's been one or two already in this Someone test driving out the front as we speak. So it is all happening down here. Make sure you pop on down to Gippsland Power Equipment at number 16. 16, Normanby. I'm going to go out and mow the front lawn in a minute on the big one that's out there, Wizard. Go backwards, sideways, around the tree. Watch me. You're such a child. You'll end up <laughs> mowing your name into the nature strip or something. Oh, or a dirty word, maybe. Yeah, no. We'll perhaps keep you away from that equipment. Saturdays in Gippsland here. Thanks to Harvey Norman Wonthaggy. And it is that special, Brad, one day in September. It's time to talk AFL Grand Final time. And uh, it's the Swans and the Cats. And uh, really, either side could win. I think the history and the form coming into it, but the record, Geelong has lost since the 14th of May. But I don't think that counts for anything today. Oh, I don't think it does either. On the big day, anything can happen, right? These two sides met in round two back in March and... The Swans got them by five goals up there in Sydney. And you know what? That counts for nothing as well. Well, I mean, that was a day, if you recall, Buddy kicked his thousandth goal yeah. and the game stopped for 25 minutes. And uh, yeah. some of the Swans players had to exit through the back back alley and back around well, the front. That was funny. That That's was funny. just amazing. They made the big decisions, though, Johnny Longmire. Well, they have. And uh, these, you know this yourself, Brad, as a, as a coach. You've coached senior football and won a premiership in the Alabank competition. You've got to make tough calls Yes. at the selection table grand final week. And John Longmire's had to do that for the uh, Swans this week and Logan McDonald it is that sees his place in the side go to someone else and uh, this is John Longmire talking about why Logan McDonald was dropped. It's not easy I've been on the other side of that conversation uh, as a player um, so it's it's not an easy thing to do. Um, he's a terrific young player with a great future ahead of him um, and um, we, we made the decision because we thought that was the best lineup for tomorrow. So very tough for him, um, but he's a great kid and um, he'll, he'll bounce back bigger and better. I think he will. He's still very young, Brad, isn't he, Logan McDonald? I'm not convinced he's not playing. 
I am not convinced. So funny you say that. He's not playing. It's funny you say that, that uh, that might still happen. And those sort of things have happened before. And I don't even think that he's playing funny buggers, so to speak. But there's still a question mark over Sam Root. That's why I don't think it's a fait accompli that he's not playing. Well, let's see what John has to say about Sam Reid. We felt that, um, obviously, when we subbed him out last week, um, we didn't push him too hard during the course of the game. So that was the first step. And he's got some scans on Monday, and and, um, and that was really encouraging. And, um, and so we were confident from that point. Um, he did some training on Thursday. Um, did that did exactly what he needed to do um, and felt really good from that so um, you know as we sit here now he's ready to play and um, and so we, we we get into tomorrow and um, and we expect him to be playing you expect him to do you be playing play? do you I don't think he will uh, they've got some really and good... And does Logan McDonald come back in for him then or yes, not? Yes, yeah. yeah. Okay. And I know what they're doing with McLean, the Ruckman and that yep. type of thing, but I don't think Reid plays. I think McDonald... I, I, when I say I don't think, I don't know anything, but I'm just saying... Yeah, that's your gut That's feel. a groin, and yeah. that's a big injury a week before a grand final. But the it's groin, they can, they, can, they can dose it up with the... But it can fail on your two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll, I'll go back to... So remember Mick McGuiney had it done, he couldn't kick. That's the one I was going to say. Yeah, years ago. He dropped ball on his boot and it landed three, not even three metres ahead of him. And don't forget the Swans have got some real good kids. They have, but before we get to that, just an overall, this is the way John Longmire feels that it'll pan out for the Swans this afternoon. Two games clear on top of the ladder, he's one of their strengths, but they've got many of them, but it's then making sure that we just remind ourselves of what we do as well, so it's two teams in good form, trust each other's systems, and so that's what'll make it a great grand final. Two games in good form. There's no doubt about that. 15 and 9. Yeah, and they've been the best two teams in the competition. Mm. Just slightly ahead of a Collingwood, probably, for the last five or six weeks. I'm really glad that these two are playing today in this grand final. Because I think the pressure that Sydney bring and the way Geelong absorb it, it's just a thrilling, thrilling game. Well, it will be. And there's going to be some big moments in this. There always are. And we think about, over the years, some of the great grand final moments and... Uh, the great coaches will say it's to all about seizing that moment. Yep. You would be telling your players that, Brad, if you were coaching today, as you've yep. done on the big day before. It's be, re- be reliable, not remarkable, I've always said. Ah, that's true. And uh, so your teammates know what they're going to get from you, perhaps. Well, let's see what John Longmire has to say about young players seizing the moments. Yeah, that's a great thing about youth, isn't it? You sort of uh, you just go into it and you and you lap it up and enjoy it for the and live in the moment, and that's really important to be able to do that. The enthusiasm and the excitement that those younger blokes bring to our team has been critical on and off the field. Um, so they'll be okay. They really enjoy it. They're a good you're a good young group, and and part of it is just soaking it up, but also knowing when to switch back on to to what's really important, and and we're confident they can get that balance right. Now, speaking of the big moments, mm-hmm. there's one player that I really admire in the competition, and we've said I'm a Geelong supporter. As Joel Selwood's got older, um, he's not the dominant midfielder that he once was, but we understand his skills. But what I see in him, and I think the real value he brings to the Cats, other than just to come with me, boys, is he seems to have, as many champion players do, an ability to re- recognise the big moment when it arrives, yeah. and then he goes. And, and, and that's the thing that I'm talking about. He's the, the epitome of what I'm talking about, of being reliable, 
at this age now yep. not remarkable. Yeah. He doesn't do the remarkable things anymore, but he does the hard, grunt, tough, reliable things that enables Dangerfield and everyone else around him to do the no, remarkable No, that's all truth, things. but he picks his moment. Yep. He knows the big moment in the game. He says, I've got to go now. Yep. Um, watch him. It'll happen, and it'll be... Just a sharp handball that cuts something open and away they go. Or Could whatever. it be his last game today? Um, you know what? I've I've been thinking about this all year, and if they do win it, I feel like it could be. And he owes the Geelong Footy Club nothing. You know, he he sails off into the sunset if he does. We just don't know. This is what Joel Selwood had to say on whether this would be his last game. <laughs> Another one trying to push me out the door, but uh, that's okay. Uh, I, I just feel so lucky that I've been able to be in a, a side along the journey. You know, 40 finals, it's probably crept up even on me, but um, right from the outset, uh, played amongst a lot of good players. Um, and, you know, I play every game like it's my last. Uh, this one will just be the same, but uh, we'll have those discussions. And what I will say, that we'll be aligned as a footy club, uh, whatever that is, but there's no resting yet. I've got to make sure that I've got a job to do. Pushed him out the door, eh? You've got to love his style, mate. 40 finals. He takes over from Michael, Michael Tuck as yeah. the most game, finals games played by a player. And I remember when I was younger, Michael Tuck, you just looked at him and thought, how does he keep going? This bloke's the same. 40 finals is amazing. You've just got to love his style as a leader. Now, as a Geelong supporter, I can yep. remember this. Now, I think it goes back to 2009 when Geelong beat St Kilda in a close one grand final day. Yep. And the Geelong side ran back out on the ground at half time, after half time, and then they huddled up. Now Cameron Ling, oh sorry, Tom Harley was the uh, captain? the captain at that time. And they huddled up, and there was one man talking, and he's pointing the finger at all of them. He was laying down the law. It was Joel Selwood. Mm. And he'd have been 22 years old yeah, at the time. He had captain written all over oh. him from a, from the time he walked into uh, Cadinia Park. Yeah, captain written all over him. So he came in as a boy and he's eyeballing Gary Ablett Jr. and Jimmy yep. Bartell and saying, come with me, boys. This is how we're going to do it, you know? And you know the sad thing, um, I must say, well, not sad, but I'm really happy for Gary Ablett Jr. today because because of COVID, he didn't get a farewell yep. around Cadinia Park and yep. oh, GMHBA, whatever you want to call it. He didn't get that farewell, but geez, I like what Selwood's done and... Well, and they're great friends, right? This yep. is a beautiful gesture. And uh, as we know, Gary's uh, young son, Levi, has had some significant health issues that leaves him now as a three-year-old not able to uh, talk. And uh, I'm not sure he's, uh, how mobile he is in particular, young Levi Ablett. But Joel's made a decision today. He's going to take Levi out on the ground with Brilliant. him when they run out on the ground. That's... Um, that, uh, that's a wonderful gesture from one yeah. friend to another, and it means the third generation of Ablett gets onto the MCG on grand final day. This is what Joel had to say on running out with Levi Ablett. It's an important uh, day. I, w Levi Ablett will be running out uh, with me tomorrow, which um, uh, when Gary went out of the game, it was pretty hard. We were up north, and our fans probably haven't got to thank him and the family enough, so uh, we thought it was uh, just a little kind gesture that we could send their way. Much more than a little kind gesture. It'll get gesture, the crowd of both teams, Sydney and Geelong, on their feet today when yeah. this happens. Oh, I can't wait to get home yeah. and watch it with uh, the lady I watch TV with, Mrs D. Now, I know you love a good tagging story as a coach. You're always yeah. talking about tags and you're looking for the taggers each week when we call Ellen Bank footy. Luke Parker on potentially tagging the Cat Stars. Who do they tag? This is an interesting one. Let's hear what Luke Parker had to say. Oh, I think this whole year our, our midfield as a group has been really comfortable in those roles, whether it's myself, Millsy, um, Rowbottom, we've 
we've done it a number of times um, during the year. Uh, we've got a really balanced midfield, um, and, and we think that working together um, it, it, and building that synergy has kind of grown over the year, and uh, we'll continue to do that tomorrow, whether there is someone at different times going to, going to another. Mm, all right. You've got to tag the best midfielders. I don't know if Geelong's got the dynamic midfielders that other clubs have got. They're a bit more ageing. Yep. So I don't know if you need to run tags on them. The ones I'd be worried about is the high forward Jeremy Cameron, Cameron. that gets up that becomes a midfielder. And, all. And, and it's the small forwards that get around him. He yeah. brings them into the game yeah. too. And even Isaac Smith. But wait and see. Uh, plenty of other news going on in footy. And we're going to touch on this very, very briefly, Brady. We're going to be yep. careful, but there's a report come out about the Hawthorne Football Club. Uh, and thing, things that have gone on there in the uh, Clarkson era and some suggestions about the uh, the the um, authenticity, perhaps, of yep. this report have come to light today on Twitter. This was Gil McLaughlin yesterday on So Many People Are Hurting Today about this. There are so many people who are hurting today and have been hurting for a long time. And to all of them, I want to acknowledge that hurt. And so as a game, we will do everything to ensure that the hurt you experienced it's not a hurt that is experienced by others. So, now Brad, again, without canvassing your view on this right now, we do need to be careful around this. This is a reaction of a couple of Hawthorne players who were at the club at the time. And this is really important, I think, when we talk about what's been said and the way things have been managed. Sean Bergwin, who was a wonderful footballer in that Hawthorne era, as was Sam Mitchell. And this is their reaction to the news. It's very confronting, considering I was there and I wasn't involved in any of it because I would have helped. When I woke up and, and read it this morning, I was um, upset. The fact that as we were part of the organisation at that time, it's um, enormously troubling now. Yeah, I, I, I haven't got it. I really haven't got an opinion on it. Yeah. I, and, and, and I think too many have had. I just think let, let, let it do its process, let the investigation happen, and then maybe have an opinion. Right now, I've heard one side. I've got no opinion on this whatsoever. Well, that's interesting. We're trying to find that grab, I think, from a current affair. We can't find it, which is okay. But I, again, I, so I can't quite verbatim. But uh, the author of this report, as I understand it, is a former VFL player with Richmond and Footscray from memory, Phil Egan. Uh, and asked why there was plenty of reporting on one side, but those that have been accused haven't been spoken to. They weren't yeah. even aware of the report. Uh, and his answer, I think, created a little bit of mystery around this. Basically said he just didn't want to talk to them. Yeah. Um, I think we all need to understand that a little better. And the AFL now have to go through the entire process and investigate this properly. Yeah. Uh, so, And just watch out, because it turns out that it has been... Uh, incorrectly reported, you know, there's a couple of reputations that have been pretty badly besmirched here. But and that's why I don't like it. There's too many ifs and buts. Let it take its course and, and, and it'll work itself out. It's, it's as simple as that. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and that's why I haven't got an opinion. No, let's move on, Brad. It's a, it's a messy business and we watched that one that'll take up a lot of people's times and minds in the off-season, no doubt about that. Now, <laughs> What'd you think of the Brownlow on a Sunday night instead of a Monday night? Oh, I loved it. So did oh, I. I loved it. Did you wear a frock or...? I wore my Carlton jumper because I knew who was going to win it. Don't worry about that. So I noticed that there was another North Melbourne player taking a white bag 
into oh, the no. casino. Oh, no, Wiz. SJD Law, I hope you got there well, and your speed dial. She had a white bag on her shoulder, Danny, oh. and looked lovely, so... Good on her. No, it was a terrific win there for Patrick oh, Griffiths. And, yeah, that's the back. <laughs> oh, uh, you write these gags and then you forget them. <laughs> You're losing your mind. And, uh, yeah, there we go. So, a great winner in the end. He's converted you back to the Blues. He so, is. that's good enough for me. This is Patrick Cripps uh, winning the Brownlow medal. Carlton. P. Cripps. Three votes. And I declare the winner. The 2022 Brownlow medal is Patrick Cripps of the Carlton Football Club. Oh, yes. That's my new phone ring. Thanks to Adam back in the studio for all his assistance with some of those there. But, Adam, that's your first and final warning. <laughs> I don't want to hear that music again. <laughs> I'm sure there's windows in that building, mate, and I'm going to pick one and you'll be leaving through the window if I hear the Carlton song again. Just a quick story. Yeah. I did a, um, a function uh, three years ago. Mm-hmm. At, uh, two years ago uh, in Phillip Island with Greg Williams the great Carlton champion that's won a couple of brown, they should have won three. Yep. And we're doing the function, and we're in Philip this bar in Phillip Island, and I'm talking to a, a, a man and his wife at the bar, and the woman goes to me, oh, you know, my son plays at Carlton. And I said, oh, yeah, this will just be some rookie. Yeah. Yeah, okay, what's his name? She goes, Paddy Cripps. <laughs> <laughs> and the most lovely couple yeah. I've... And then she went on to tell me about horses and the family, that they're really into the horses. Yeah. And absolutely wonderful evening yeah. that I had with them. And, and Greg Williams sat with them, and it was just a magic What night. a great place. Little Hampton, Western Australia, is a population of 800 spooches yes. that produced about Haven't seven they? or eight top-line AFL footballers. Hey, we're running short on time. I'll just add them whether we're going to go to a break now or we'll keep going. In our preview, talking about, uh, I don't want to cover off the cane corn conversations as well. We'll keep going here and we can catch up uh, with our break shortly. Now, what do you think about this? We've been following this for a while. He's been uh, been talking it up on the Channel 9 footy show on a Sunday morning. Finally set off on that run. 720-odd kilometres from Adelaide to Melbourne. That's an amazing effort. Olympic marathon, 42 Ks. Every day for 12. He did 66 Ks every day for 12 days. The bloke is a freak. Um, a lot of people love him or hate him and what he says. I actually like what he says because yep. he's, he's, he doesn't sit back. He says what he feels irrespective of what other people th- feel or think. I don't care. I like what he says because he, he stands by it and the man is an absolute legend what he did the last Good his word. Really proud of him. It was an emotional finish. Here's uh, a little package uh, from Kane on uh, him running and um, we'll... I think we'll get to talk about exactly how much they've raised. 370 something? Something like that. This is Kane. Who's in the crowd? Kane's coming in now. This is the final couple of steps on a 725 kilometre journey. What a superstar. Port Adelaide's finest, Kane Corns. So, what we're seeing now is Kane's about to leave his marker as he has done at each of the steps. And there it is, the final marker. Well done, Kane Thorns. The first day was, I don't know, I think you saw the vision, it was straight up. And I was like, I'm not sure I can do this for another 
11 days, we, we had the most incredible team. But it was hard, like it was, yeah, it was physically the toughest thing um, I'll ever, ever do. What got you through, Kane? Well, the kids, TJ, like it's, um, just for example, this is this is Aaron, who was a freezing cold day in Horsham, and he took a day off school, he had a brain tumor when he was 10, and he took a day off school to make me this card. Um, So that. Here we go. The final tally raised by Kane Corns, $337,000. $337,000 that he raised on his own. Now, uh, it's not just that. That telethon on Thursday night was all set up about Kane Corns running into the studio. Overall, they raised $2 million. Yes. So you could say that you know, the panel was there, they were talking it up, people making calls and donations and all that. It's got to be off the back of what Kane did. Oh, no he doubt. didn't raise $300,000. As far as I'm concerned, he yeah. raised $2 million. Yeah, and I think that's up closer to three now. Yeah. Because um, that hasn't stopped. Look, I, I drove home from Deneliquin yesterday, and I drove, th- which is about 300 k's, and I was complaining when I got home that I was tired. <laughs> yeah, you are a bit of a sook. <laughs> this bloke's run... 725 kilometres in 12 days. I, it, look, so we might get you to raise some money next year. You can run from Ellenbank to Warrigal. How about that? <laughs> it still wouldn't make it. <laughs> it's about still, eight kilometres. Still wouldn't make it. Imagine the blisters on his oh, feet. The, 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 some of those things his body would never recover from. And Hutchie had him doing brekkie radio the next morning. He's a hard man, he, isn't he? Give him the hey, hour off. He said, start at seven, not six. He's a hard man. <laughs> I, I hope he's listening. Uh, Craig, yeah, very nice of you to do that. <laughs> uh, no, very good. What a ripping uh, guy. Okay, what a ripper that was, too. Listening to Saturdays in Gippsland here on SEN Track, and uh, we're live today from Gippsland Power Equipment in Warrigal. You can come and get the best deal on Cup Cadet and Rover Mowers. We need to take a break, Brad Sinclair, but when we come back... Uh, I think it's time for Hot or Not, and we still get to talk to the Uries a little later on this hour. This is Saturdays in Gippsland. Thanks to Harvey Norman. One thank you. Harvey Norman. One thank you. Your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. Harvey Norman Wonthaggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. This is Saturdays in Gippsland indeed, live on location here. Gippsland Power Equipment in Warrigal. Come down and say day. There's uh, big deals going on on Cub Cadet and Rover. Mowers, ride-ons, you name it. Sold three in the last hour since we've been here. That's pretty good. I hope you're not charging a commission, Brad Sinclair. Uh, I don't know. Hey, AFL Grand Final Day it is, but it's now time for a segment we do every week, and it's called Hot or Not. It's hot, real hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. hot. This is hot. It's so damn hot. Not. The original one on the grab, the first one that says. Hot. Is that Eddie Murphy? I've got to do my uh, homework I think it might be. Yeah, yeah, I think it might be. Like uh, Adam, you might know back in the studio. You can let us know. All right, hot or not? Who wants to go first? You can. I'll go first. All right. I was very interested in this on the news, back from the SEN newsroom. We'll be back there shortly. A climate change protester at the Labor Cup in the UK, I think, or somewhere in Europe, uh, the Labor Cup, has poured a chemical on his arm and set himself alight. Protesting. Yeah, protesting about the climate. 
So he lights a fire on himself <laughs> and burns himself to protest climate change. Is that hot or not? Well, he's an idiot. Real hot. It's not. Hot this is my shorts. I can well, he's yeah, very hot. That's right, his shorts. Very hot. Oh, his arm was hot. I reckon it was Roger Federer playing too. And just quietly, he's, he's been charged with wavering a firearm. <laughs> <laughs> was Brad's joke hot or not? I say not. Not. <laughs> yeah. All right, your turn, Sinkers. Ah, uh, well, is this hot or not? I'm in Melbourne yesterday after being up uh, northern end of Victoria and southern part of New South Wales and I hear something on the radio that petrol's going to go back to normal at the end of the month. Right. Maybe. Yeah. And I'm seeing surveys put the prices back up to $2. Yeah. And I seen three or four of them I drove past and I thought, that is not right. And I went in, I needed petrol, and I said to the lady, can I have a receipt? And she said, yes, no worries. And I said, well, that will get screenshotted and sent off to the ACCC because you are not hot. Ah, I never thought he was going to get to it. In the end there, Moody, watch Sinclair style. (laughs) I'd say not hot either. Terrible. No, that's uh, not good at all. And it's I don't know why the ACCC are there to protect us as consumers. It's not hot because... They haven't protected us no. from these people yet. We're paying too much for petrol, and we're running out of time here uh, at Gippsland Power Equipment down in Warrigal. We're here for another half an hour through until midday. Still plenty to come on Saturdays in Gippsland. Thanks to Harvey Norman One Thug. It's time to go to the newsroom for an update, and we'll be back with more right after that. Into the overtime now, we are Geelong. We're always on the ball. Harvey Norman Wonthaggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. It is well, it's great to have your company here. We're live on location at Gippsland Power Equipment in Warrigal and we're here until midday today. We've been sort of waxing Brad between the AFL Grand Final preview and last weekend's absolute barn burner of an Ellen Bank Grand Final uh, in Yarragon, and what a day that was. It's one I'll remember for a long time when we called that. We are lucky enough to call that one too, and uh, so many highlights. We probably don't have enough time in this two-hour show to cover them all. Hey, joining us now, I'll be looking forward to this one. It sort of came to mind during the week. We've spoken to both of these people during the course of the season, uh, on and off the air, but never together. This is the power couple of... Gippsland sport, there's no doubt about it. Perhaps the most successful netballer that we've ever seen in the district in the Elibank competition. Ten league best and fairest, as I understand it. And her husband, who was awarded the best on ground medal in the grand final last week. And on top of his trophy for being the competition's leading goal scorer, that's right, it's a mouthful of an opener. Chris and Christy Yuri, welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland. Yeah, it was... It's been a really, I think probably a long couple of weeks really. Like once we both knew us through to the grand final, it was just preparing ourselves for a big week ahead of us. And then once that massive relief of us both winning was over, then the celebrations kicked in and they've not long stopped. So um, it's been a massive couple of weeks, but yeah, we've, we've made the most of it. We really enjoyed it and um, it's going to be probably the most memorable time of our sporting career, getting both a senior and a-grade premiership together on the one day. So Now, your little uh, your little kids are probably two young kids. One, one or two, Christy, I can't remember. 
Yeah, we've got You've two got little girls, a four-year-old and two a little girls. Now, they're yeah. probably too young to remember this, so I hope you've got plenty of record. I'm actually looking at the uh, Gazette at the moment, and there's just pages and pages of it. You make sure that you put one of those away for your kids, and they'll show <laughs> their grandchildren. Now, Christy, we'll start with you. Ten yeah. senior league best and fairest. Your mum's won yeah. nine league best and fairest. Your grandmother's won nine league best and fairest. I'm not very good at maths, but I think that makes 28, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, that sounds good. And I, right. said, I think I said on the night of the uh, league presentation night to everybody in the room, you'll never see that again in our lifetime. That, that's an amazing achievement. How's mum and gran, if she's still with us, uh, about you topping their record and moving into double figures? <laughs> Um, yeah, no, so when I spoke to mum after the presentation, the league presentation, she said, oh, well, you better go into re- retirement now because that, that, that'll do you. I don't want you to be me. So <laughs> I think she's still got a bit of competitiveness into it. But no, it's, you know, the, the, the league medals, whilst they're, um, they're nicely recognised, it's always the, the premiership you want. And it's been, I think, about six or so years since I've won a premiership with my sisters. And, um, yeah, that was just nice nice way to chop off the season so well a comfortable win it was too christy now chris while you're there i want to just quickly ask you this story we know what this means to you all of the football you've played everywhere you're i don't know whether you've listened to the podcast of the uh, of the game yet but i was referring to you as a 37 or 38 year old i was trying to remember from our conversation earlier in the season as to how old you actually were uh, but my lasting memory of that afternoon other than seeing the effort that you were putting in, it was like you were personally chasing down your own premiership medal. Never played in a premiership. Siren sounds and my lasting memory is seeing you fall to your knees with your fists in the air. Um, what a moment for you. How, how did it feel? Can you sort of... Re- it's been a big week. Can you remember how it actually felt? Um, it felt unbelievable. It was just that, yeah, that initial five or ten seconds of just realising what had happened. Like, it, it's taken me 22 years of playing senior footy to get to that moment. And, um, yeah, I think it was, to be honest, it was probably relief at first. And then, um, yeah, then just excitement. And I was just over the moon. I still, it's taken all week. I still don't think it's really sunk in properly yet. But, um, yeah, it was just, just relief that first few seconds that it actually happened. So... Yeah, that that's cool. the word that, and that that's the word that I've always found in it, Chris, is is relief. And I asked Brent Mounsey the same question after the game. It, it, for anyone that hasn't been able to win one, I, I think that is the massive thing, relief. And and what goes with that with Nearham South is the crazy stuff of curses and and choking and things that people have said in the past, which I've never brought into. But is that where the relief is, that you can honestly sit back now and say, you know what, that all just goes by the wayside. We've done it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't fall into the choking and all that that much. There was probably one one season we definitely should have gone on and won it, and we didn't. And there's been a lot of other seasons where we've come from fourth or fifth to win a few finals that we weren't expected to and probably gone better than we thought, but we still somehow managed to get that tag from that one-off season. So... Um, it's definitely nice to put that behind us now and I know we've gone on and finally got the job done. But, um, yeah, it's still still a bit surreal, really. <laughs> so, Chris, is this going to be the moment that defines your entire life playing football? Or, and this is a bit of a Dorothy Dixer, really, this is just a half volley outside off stump, 
Is that it for you? Are you have you pulled, hung up the boots or are you going to have a crack again next year? Um, no, I think I'll keep going. I'm, I'm still enjoying the game and well, I'm fit enough and healthy enough. If that, if that stays, I think I'll I'll keep playing because I think the other option is I'll have to stand there and watch Christy play netball and look after the kids. <laughs> I may as well be, I may as well be well, out on the field. it'd be worth doing. She can. can play the game, mate. She's pretty good. Mightn't be bad watch. Yeah, I know. She's pretty good to watch. It's the, it's the only time I can watch netball. And that's the thing, Chris. I mean, you've won the league goal kicking and I'm, I'm glad that you're saying that you're going to go on. You, you, if... All you've got to be doing is enjoying it. And obviously after a grand final or a premiership, you're going to be enjoying it. And the body's fine. We've seen that in the final series. You've gone into the midfield and spent so much more time in the midfield in the finals than you did for the remaining or the other part of the season. So it's good to hear you. You've, you've got the best on Grand Medellin. You've won the league goal kicking. You've got a premiership. That's really good to hear that you're going to go on because you're a long time retired, mate. Yeah, that's right. I think, well, why not? Well, you can. You may as well keep doing it. I mean, when the fun stops, it's time to give it away. But to be honest, this year is probably the most I've ever enjoyed my footy. Like, as a 37-year-old, just playing with some of those young kids. Like, play beside Lockie Bainbridge and Luke Kinder. Like, I've enjoyed that as much as I've enjoyed playing alongside anyone in, in my career. So They've got, um, yeah, they've got well, a lot well, of well, potential, well, those young boys, haven't they? Oh, they're rippers, yeah. They're, they're, um, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so you might be able to fill us in too, mate. We um, we uh, couldn't agree, the three of us, picking the team of the year for the footy record and uh, left Luke Kinder out, even though he was in the top five goal kickers top for three. the season. Top three. Um, was that what drove him on grand final day, <laughs> to kick two goals in 60 seconds and light the whole place up in the final quarter? Damn, yeah. That's all he needs. He only needs a minute or two in a game to turn a game, so... Um, yeah, he's been fantastic all year. I remember a game at Poolong, we were sort of struggling early in the year, and three goals in three minutes from Luke, and the game has changed. So he's um, he's a pretty special player. Now, Christy, your game finishes before the end of the uh, footy, and you've you've won a premiership, and you've got the medallion, uh, best on court, and so forth. What do you do? Do you did you celebrate straight away, or did you nick over and watch uh, the offsider just go about his business? <laughs> oh, honestly, I couldn't even really watch. We ended our game, and um, straight away I said, "Oh, how the how are the boys going?" And the report back was no good. So we um, stayed over at the courts a little bit longer. And by the time we made our way over there, it was a draw, and I couldn't even watch. And I was just, yeah, I was relieved <laughs> when um, that siren went. That's for sure. I saw you as we were packing up. We'd just gone off air, and the look on your face afterwards, just saying how uh, how good it was for you to watch him. Uh, win that flag like that. That was a real, that was a, it's an important family moment. We sort of make mm. light about it. Even on our run down here, we refer to the Uris as the Gippsland Sport Power Couple. But yeah, that was a huge moment for, for you guys for, and for Chris to have that win, wasn't it? Oh, it was massive. The whole the whole reason of me coming to Near South this year was for, for Chris and for us to be a family and play at the same sport again. And, um, and I honestly, I'm so proud that he can finally get the job done and that's all I've ever I've achieved what I've wanted to achieve. But um, to see Chris achieve what he has in this last week, it's just, yeah, it just tops it all off, which is amazing. So very, very happy family household. 
It could have been a totally now. different story, but it, it ended well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's ended really well. And, and I must say that uh, we're going with the name The Beckhams. <laughs> We've gone with The Beckhams here at SEN Gippsland. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's a fitting <laughs> a fitting name. But, uh, I mean, it, 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 it's what... You couldn't write a script for a movie or a book on what yeah, happened terrific. that day yeah. and that season and the the whole thing is it, it'll go down in in definitely in this area but across Australia sporting folklore as far as I'm concerned amazing yeah oh Chris has bought four gazettes so we're, we're not to miss in the household <laughs> what's what's been achieved over the last week so it's probably <laughs> I why I couldn't get a copy. <laughs> Probably why I couldn't get a copy myself uh, this weekend. I'll be trying to do that after we go here. Hey, I've got one more question. Time's got away, you two, and we'll let you uh, wind off into the summer uh, and enjoy the off-season. But before we do, with all of the winning that you've been doing, you know, perhaps the not- most notorious netballer in the district, and Chris, uh, one of the most popular and now decorated premiership players in the district, uh, the power couple for Gippsland, as we uh, as we've often referred to you, uh, when no one's around, it's just you two at home on Tuesday night after that fabulous weekend last weekend. Who put the bins out? Nah, I think I've always got to put the bins out. Tells me what's got to happen, I just do it. So, Christy's the skipper, and you're the vice captain. Is that right, Chris? Pretty much, yep. That's, that's the way it goes down. <laughs> uh, yeah, listen, you've been terrific, both of you. We just want to congratulate you. It was an honour to call uh, what we saw last Saturday afternoon, mate. You played a huge role in it. And, Christy, I know we've spoken to you a couple of times at presentation night during the season. For you both, congratulations on what a great day it was and uh, memories that will last forever. Thanks for your time this morning. No, thanks, no. thanks for having us. Thank you. Appreciate it. No worries. There's the Yuri's Christy and Chris. The Beckhams. The Beckhams. 28 league best and fairest in three generations of women in the family. And, of course, Chris, the leading goal kicker in the competition. And finally, at 37 years of age, a premiership medal for the Cats last weekend. It's quite ironic. Ironic. Go back to the first time we called Nearham South this year. We spoke to Chris off air and he said how he'd like a little bit more time in the midfield at 38. He wanted to be where the footy was. He ends up winning the league medal. Yeah. He wins the goal kick and gets a premiership. I just think it's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. No, incredible. wonderful story. And, and you might not meet a nicer bloke uh, yeah. at the footy than uh, Chris when you're talking to him. And we did off air that day. Hey, this is Saturdays in Gippsland here live from Gippsland Power Equipment here until midday. Uh, come get some deals on Cup Cadet and Rover Mowers. I think there's another deal going on in there at the moment. They've had a busy day and plenty of sales going on and a great display to look at here. We're nearly done here. We've got another segment to go and we'll be previewing our tips, etc. on the AFL Grand Final. So still plenty to come here. Don't go anywhere. This is Saturdays in Gippsland. Thanks to Harvey Norman Wonthaggy. Back with more in just a moment. Harvey Norman Wonthaggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. With Brad Sinclair through till midday and thanks to Donalda Motors, home of Mitsubishi's tractors and farm machinery, it's our AFL Grand Final preview here through until midday. Brad, Donalda Motors, your official Mitsubishi tractor dealer in Gippsland. It's Donalda Motors, Mafra and Bansdale. The time has come, my friend. Saturday, one Saturday in September, and this is the day it has arrived. 
And what I'm looking for from you, mate, is who's going to win and why? I think the Cats. Uh, I just think that um, 15 weeks in a row they haven't been beaten. They have played some really good footy. And, and the decision of a couple of years ago of getting Jeremy Cameron into that side is, is today is going to pay dividend. They paid him the big bucks. They got him there. He's a high forward that gets up the ground. He moves like a midfielder. And I just think he's so hard to stop. The two McCartan boys up back, they aren't... They're not the type of players that can go to a Jeremy Cameron. So I don't think one of them will take it. Because well, who does? He's, well, this is the thing. He, he's so hard to match Tom, up. Though. Yeah, Tommy yeah. Hawkins is okay to match up on. The other one is near impossible for any club. He polled 19 votes the other night, and, and I, he was why Smokey for the Brownlow. Yeah. And yeah. he was in the top. He finished eighth. And the reason being, he's so hard to match up on. And I think that's the pure reason, the main reason. Then up back, you've got Tommy Stewart that just floats across. And and, and, and Dangerfield, he is hungry. Like what we just spoke to Chris Urie yeah. about, Dangerfield's the just, same. Just step back a bit. It's the Tom Stewart thing I'm interested in. And talk about predictability. You know what you're going to get. But that's how the Cats do it. And they set themselves up with that plus one at the back that allows Stewart to be the floater and the intercept marker, and that sets the Cats up. It does. Yeah. It certainly does, and that's where the game's played So now. how do the Swans stop that? They've got well, to make him accountable. You've got to make him accountable. Uh, how they do that, well, that look, you, you can go through things and, and talk about it and say how to do it, but actually physically doing it is a whole nother thing. I would say if Sam Reid plays, I don't think he will. Mm. He's the guy that could come back and make sure that Stewart's accountable. He's the type. But I, I just can't say getting done. But the thing that Sydney have got is pressure. They are the biggest pressure side. They'll bring that. If they bring that and the cats fold under it, they're in trouble. But I can't see them folding under yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Well, I think you're right. I, I, I'm concerned about the pressure. I just love the way the cats have gone about their seasonal. You haven't lost a game since the 14th of May. Can you believe that? I'm hey, this has been Saturdays in Gippsland here, and a special thanks to our friends at Gippsland Power Equipment today. They've done some terrific deals. Come and see them for a cup cadet or rover mower. Thanks to Adam back in the studio and to all of our other sponsors. This is Brad Nian signing off on AFL Grand Final Day for Saturdays in Gippsland, and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye for now.